0: deciding who wins the game on Touch this call. The, the call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain That's the worst call in the history of all sports.
1: Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with.
0: Jordy! What's going on, brother?
1: How are we doing?
0: Ah, uh, I'm, I'm doing all right. I uh, can't can't complain. Still uh, prepping up for another week of uh, some good some good games. Getting yeah. back into the groove of work, but uh, other than that, <laughs> not too bad. That, you?
1: That nasty four letter word. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, had a reasonably uh, decent weekend on DraftKings. Didn't win a lot of money, but I won money. And I had some real fun sweats. So we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Um, but, um, you know, yeah, same thing back at work, not, you know, I'm starting to like get the, get the sad violin, uh, vibes going here with this, uh, NFL season winding down that, uh, there's, there's only three games left. It, uh, kind of sucks.
0: All right. Well, first of all, there's, uh, yeah, three, I guess. You you did count the Pro Bowl, didn't you?
1: I did not count the Pro Bowl.
0: Yeah, so three and a half games.
1: Yeah, whatever.
0: Hey, man. I know. I, I'll i watch it just because um, after the after the Super Bowl, then, you know, we have to wait months. Yeah,
1: to... I don't know that I'll watch the... Um, I mean, I'll watch some of it. It'll be on, but it, it's certainly not going to be a... Prioritization of my time to watch that. So, but uh, before we start uh, kicking into gear here, you got anything to drink tonight?
0: Uh, nothing of the adult variety. So, <laughs> okay. I'm, dr- I'm drinking a lovely what is now watered down Sprite.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. The oh.
0: uh, the kid did not want to go to bed tonight.
1: So, oh, fun, fun, yeah. Fun. Well, I am sipping on s- uh, uh, some Bird Dog Peach Flavored Whiskey. Which uh, was a gift from my good friend Kurt Luddington over at the SLB Basement Bourbon Bar. You can check out his YouTube uh, show uh, SLB Drinks. And uh, he's, he makes up uh, some nice cocktails over there. And this you know it's it's a little bit on the sweet side it's it's actually perfect over ice nice nice little sipper it's 80 proof so it's not like uh it's not like a liqueur or anything like that but it's not going to knock your socks off either hmm. we'll
0: have to make sure we uh put a link to that uh youtube channel in the uh, podcast description this week
1: oh for sure yeah kurt's a great guy and uh He's, he's got the sweetest uh, in-home bar that I think... Well, for sure that I've ever seen, but I, I would imagine that it, it rivals most uh, high-end home bars. It, it's just fantastic over there.
0: Hmm. Sounds like we need to make a trip.
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. We'll have to do that sometime. <laughs> so, well... Um, little bit of news in the nfl here you know the coaching care cell has been going around and our bears got themselves a uh an oc bill laser what do you think about this this guy
0: um i'm torn (laughs) honestly uh he's with the Bengals this last year or the year before right
1: I was going to say, last year he was out the the NFL last
0: year. The year before. Um, Now, it's the Bengals, so I'm not going to put it all on him. Um, But (laughs) we already saw that he can't really help a struggling QB with a good running back. So what's going to happen when he comes in here? Uh, And I really hope it's not like a, hey, you have experience with Andy Dalton and we're going after Andy Dalton type of thing.
1: Well, um, I mean, here's the thing. If you look at his uh, resume, I mean, not stellar. He was with teams that were bad. But, you know, just he's not necessarily going to turn them, you know. I, what, was he actually an offensive coordinator there or was he just a quarterback's coach?
0: He was the coordinator for a while.
1: Okay. Well, uh, Whether and, he was there, and,
0: whether he was the coordinator for the whole season or not, I don't know.
1: Andy Dalton had his best season. uh working with him uh Ryan Tannehill had his best season up to this year uh working with him I'm look the guy's literally a glorified quarterbacks coach with with a big title because we all know that Matt Nagy's not going to give up play calling duties do I want them to go after Dalton eh not really I mean he's kind of injury prone would I be interested to see if if Tannehill came over here? I wouldn't be opposed to that.
0: You think Tannehill, Tannehill's going?
1: I I, didn't, I I don't know. He's a free agent. There's no way. You, you know, Tennessee would be crazy not to throw There's some no way at the guy, but... I said
0: I. I don't want Dalton because <clears throat> um, he's just an older, less athletic number ten at this point. I mean that's that's the one thing number 10's got going is that he is athletic. He can move his feet. Um,
1: <clears throat> but. Well, I mean, we could Dalton, save this for after the season. Uh, what yeah, yeah. What we're hunting yeah. for, um, but uh, it's certainly certainly. Uh, I guess newsworthy as a Bears fan. So
0: I'll say as a as an NFL fan, you want newsworthy Luke Kuechly announcing his retirement today. That's uh yeah. that's a that's a big one. That was a guy that was just fun to watch play cuz he 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 played it the right way. Uh, yeah. nothing but respect to him for the way he played the game and uh, being able to make this difficult decision cuz I think he's only like 29. So um, for him to, you know, say, "Hey, this is this is the right time." Good for him.
1: Yeah, yeah. He looks like he's getting out. Um, hopefully, with with most of his health. I I know that he'd been a little yeah. bit injury prone. You got a, a new, lot of concussions. Got a new coaching staff coming in. You don't know how long it'll take to turn around. So pick the right time to get out. So uh, yeah, big ups to him. Uh, so. Cool. Well, uh, why don't you uh, give us a little recap of your DraftKings weekend?
0: You know, my weekend was pretty fun, a lot of up and down. Uh, I tried something that I haven't tried before. Um, I did uh, a lineup builder where I just said, hey, you know, these are these are kind of where I rank a couple players and then let it build <clears throat> build a lineup. I used uh, the lineup optimizer at uh, footballguys.com. And I was very happy with that. Pretty cool tool, so I suggest you guys check it out. Um, Just built twenty and threw them into like a a, the quarter arcade type, and um, one of the lineups that built for me was my best lineup at 198 points, which was uh, good enough for 16th in a contest. Uh, You know, unfortunate that I did not have that somewhere else where it could have made me (laughs) made me made me some money. but that was a pretty good lineup, and that lineup um, had Darwin Thompson in it, who scored zero points. So I scored 198.6 with a zero in a running back spot, so that one was real close to being a, a, a topper type. Um, the biggest lineup that I actually built personally uh, was a 147 uh, for our our league, and uh, that was not good enough to cash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's only only five of us that bothered to enter this week, um, and I'll let you talk about yours that you you kind of crushed there. But so, uh, so what yeah. really what really killed me there was um, David Moore. Uh, I really thought um, that the Seahawks would be forced to use him a little bit more, like the the Packers would have taken Lockett and Metcalf out, which they did pretty much take Metcalf out. Um, but they let Lockett kind of go crazy. So that one hurt me a little bit. Other than that, uh, I mean, I profited this weekend, so I'm good.
1: Cool. Yeah, I had a pretty pretty decent week myself. Um, I, I went uh, same thing as you. I built a lot more lineups this week, and uh, I actually didn't play as much money as I normally do, but that's just because I kind of really scaled back my – Cash gameplay, which I'm kind of regretting, <laughs> because uh, my main lineup that I hand built is the one that um, I had in in our league. Um, that that one was good for uh, uh, 187.4 with Lamar and Marquise Brown stack, and uh, of course Damian Williams. Travis Kelsey, Aaron Jones. Uh it was a pretty good decent little lineup. The the Packers, uh D kinda if I would have if I'd thrown Tennessee in there it would have would have really been been nice. But you know, I won that league, one uh cash in the uh the slant, the big uh, the nine dollar was kinda becoming one of my uh go-to tournaments um since i haven't really been playing a millionaire millionaire maker this year um the nine dollar slant um has a 2x min cash so um you're you're always if you cash you're going to double your money which is nice um and that one actually um came in at 15 1511 um in the standings which you know not super high but it was good enough to get off that min cash line for 21 bucks had it in a couple other places um but uh like you i also multi-entered some tournaments i did uh, i did 10 entries in the play action which were all my hand-built lineups Again, that 187.4 was my best one in there. Um, I came out just just under breaking even on the 10 lineups, but it, it was close. Uh, but what I did do is I also um, used a lineup builder on uh, fantasy, fantasy Labs and put in my parameters, and I I entered forty entries in the uh, NFL mini-max, which is fifty cent entry. So forty entries, twenty dollars. You know, the same as as putting you know one entry in the Millionaire Maker. Uh, and I had a lineup in in this that uh, just just huge, two thirty nine point one four this week, that that lineup in the Minimax uh, came in 18th place out of 119,000 entries. Wow. Uh, and that was uh, Pat Mahomes, Duke Johnson, and you know what? I played a lot of Duke Johnson this week. I I kind of felt like the game script was favored in his, his direction in that game, which it should have been, but... I, for whatever reason, even though Duke Johnson averages way more yards per carry, he's way better in the passing game. They just—I I don't know—maybe he's bad in pass pro. I, I'm not sure, but they don't like—they uh, didn't like using him. Um, and also, Damian Williams, Devonte Adams, Marquise Brown, Tyler Lockett, Darren Fells, Travis Kelsey. I did a lot of two court, uh, two tight end stacks. Um, this week and uh, and the Niners D. So that lineup, had I put it into play action, um, would have been um, somewhere around top ten. Would have won the DK listener league that I play. Would have won the Pat Mayo listener league that I played this week. Um, <laughs> it it was. It, I think I totaled it up if I would have put it in any of the other tournaments that I, it would have been top 10 in in the slant. Uh, It it would have, it would have netted me about uh, 20 grand if I would have had it in the other places. But you know, I can't, I can't multi multi enter all these tournaments. I, that's not something I can afford, but it is some interesting to do on a lower stakes. um, As I, hopefully try to progress in my dfs play and maybe take some shots at multi-entering trying to get used to the process i'll tell you one thing i learned something that i won't do again i reserved all my entries then i built my lineups and uploaded them and there's no way to auto-populate those into the stinking reserved spaces so I spent the last 45 minutes before lock trying to get them all appropriately assigned so won't be doing that again I'll probably get my lineups generated ahead of time maybe Friday night Saturday this week then multi-entry Uh I, I think I've already decided I'm going to go ahead and max enter the play action, which is, it's got a 20 entry max. So I'm going to take my shot there. Um, that's funny. Uh, yeah, that that was, that was a stressful Saturday morning or Saturday early afternoon. <laughs> trying to, uh, get that done. So, but good fun weekend. Uh, like I said, uh, <laughs> close. I, I, you know, we've talked. You know, I, I did, I, I did have another uh, play action, or uh, I'm sorry, a showdown lineup that finished relatively high. I think it was in the play action showdown um, for uh, that Seattle Green Bay game. I think that that netted me. Uh, it it ended up in fiftieth place which uh, netted me 50 bucks. So that was, a, that was a nice little result as well. So
0: That was the showdown for the Tennessee-Baltimore game was my best finish at 140th out of uh, 49,500. So that was good for like an eight times profit. And I was only ten points. I was only ten points out of first. So I was right there.
1: Yeah, I was up there flirting in that uh top top range that just the last little bit in that game kind of knocked me down a little bit. Um but you know. Case of Let's uh let's go ahead and recap this past weekend. It it started out with a game, um, Minnesota at San Francisco, which was not exciting by any means, but it did uh, it did you know it did provide a little bit of leverage if you played Tevin Coleman.
0: Yeah, Tevin Coleman was um, my sleeper play, which helped out quite a bit this weekend. Uh, I had a suspicion that he was going to get used uh, just because he's got the the playoff experience, especially with Shanahan, and it paid off.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was one spot that I really didn't consider, which I'm regretting. I, I mean, I had him in some of those lineups that were auto-generated, but um, it... Uh, kind of, kind of, uh, that would have been the key to getting all the way to the top, I think, because he was lower priced than regime Mostert, which a lot of people played. Um, didn't really take into consideration too much Mostert's, uh, calf injury, so I guess that was, um, maybe should have, should have dug into that a little bit deeper, but, um, Overall, nothing else remarkable. Uh, San Fran D did what, what they do, and uh, Minnesota just didn't have any magic left after the previous week. So, uh, really much else to say about the game unless you got get anything.
0: Uh, no, just can't wait to see him do it again to another NFC North team.
1: Let's, <sighs> let's hope so. <laughs> so, but moving on from that, Game we had Saturday night, the upset of the weekend. Tennessee does it again. Derrick Henry is just rolling, and he rolled up on Baltimore. Um, Tennessee. Now I'm gonna let you talk about this game a little bit more. I was following what I could via Twitter. I had was spending some. Family time, so I shouldn't have even been on Twitter as much as I was. But we were we were out to dinner at a place at a restaurant that was underground in the city that I had barely any uh, any cell reception, and they had no dough. Uh
0: I feel like you made a poor life choice there. Um, yeah, so I know this was this was the big upset of the weekend thing, but. <clears throat> So I expected Baltimore to win. uh, But I did not expect them to blow them out like what everybody was thinking was going to happen. Because to me, if you go back and you look at Lamar Jackson's career, even back in college, um, the way to beat him is put him in a situation where he's going to have to pass. Uh, If you can get him to do that, then you've got him beat. And Tennessee did that, man. They... Their defense did such a good job of <clears throat> sticking with their assignments and you know keeping him in check for the most part, and then just letting Derrick Henry do his thing. Uh, I know the stats show that you know Lamar just had a huge day yardage wise and all that stuff, but uh, they didn't really let him do much. And uh, they got an early pick and just ran with it. Um, it's very inter- this this game against Kansas City is going to be a fun one. Uh, I I don't think uh, it's going to be as easy as some people think it's going to be for the Chiefs. Uh you know, you're dealing with a whole nother beast with uh, Mahomes cuz yeah, he doesn't have the running capabilities that Jackson has, but he's still athletic enough that he can run and he is a much better passer uh, who makes much better decisions. Um th- this is going to be a good game coming up, so that Tennessee Baltimore game was just fun to watch uh, and you just sh- uh, Derrick Henry showed why he was the rushing leader this year.
1: Oh yeah. You know what? I mean, you'd have to be crazy to want to try and tackle Derrick Henry when he gets up to speed because the man is a, he's just a beast. He's he's like he's <laughs> the man. <laughs> he's our size but like muscular, you know. By our size, I'm saying six three. You don't see many running backs that uh, that big. And yeah, uh, so like
0: for those of you that remember, like um, a Brandon Jacobs or a Mike Allstott, those were guys like you just didn't want to get in their way. And Derrick Henry is just a whole another level of that. I mean, he's, I, mean I mean, they should have they showed a picture of him or, like on the sideline while he was talking to. Um... <laughs> I don't know if he was talking to Dion, or he was talking to like one of his receivers. But I mean it looked like um you know, like when you go to a high school game and you see the high school player standing there with uh, like the Pop Warner kids that come out and stand next to him. <laughs> like it was like, here's a man, here's a little boy, like he's just a beast of a dude. And, I mean, basically uh,
1: he's a D by the end
0: of the game, you're just like
1: nope, I pass. He's <laughs> like a defensive end who's running the ball. <laughs> you know. He doesn't have a. He doesn't give you much of anything in the passing game. But um, at this point, uh, keep rolling him out there. And uh, if you're if you're Tennessee, you I, I would say you're going to live and die off of off of them. But um, the the funny thing is, is that um, the way to attack the Kansas City defense is on the ground.
0: Especially with Chris Jones likely not to play again in this one.
1: Yeah, well that that's that's definitely a hurts uh, Kansas City, but uh, yeah. we'll see. Derrick De- Henry
0: will be in every lineup this week.
1: There, yeah. um, which which means that I'm probably gonna go underweight on him. Uh, that's my uh, that's my, that's gonna be my. Um, my strategy is just to try to get underweight on on a couple of the studs and, um, you know, hope that games don't go as everybody thinks they're going to go because that's how you can get some leverage on the field and, and win a tournament. So, but uh, I'm not – he's not a bad play. This is the week, that, you know, you got Kansas City um, – is is vulnerable against the run, but aside from that short little outburst against them at the beginning, which was some bad luck there uh, that their offense and special teams put them into at the beginning of that game, um, they they were they were locked in pretty good, and they've been locked in pretty good since their bye. Um, so.
0: It, that defense has gotten much better, but when you are when you are missing your your number one lineman, especially for uh, run stopping, and you're dealing with um, Derrick Henry and then what that that uh, Tennessee's offensive line has been good for a couple of years. Like this is. This one will be interesting. Uh, I suspect it'll be one of those games where it's uh, long drive by the Titans and then um, quick drive by the Chiefs and then long drive by the Titans and then quick drive by the Chiefs. And uh, it'll just see who can outlast that back-and-forth pace.
1: Absolutely. So, um, well, I I guess we kind of skipped over things into the review of the Kansas City, Tennessee game. Uh, I will say that uh, if Tennessee has a weakness, it is on the outside, um, in in coverage, uh, which obviously uh, Mahomes can pass, and and he's got some weapons weapons out there to uh, to go. I I wonder. Um, I, I imagine that your highest owned receiver on the week. Is going to be Tyreek Hill. If you look back to their game earlier this season, Hill had I think 36 DK points. Um, that, that that was a game Tennessee did win. Uh, a little bit different part of the season, but uh, we shall we shall see. It should be a good game. Obviously, Vegas got a pretty wide spread on this. I. I think it's going to be – I do think it's going to be tough for Tennessee to go in and win in Arrowhead. Uh, I just uh, kind of had this feeling that it's it's Andy Reid's time. So,
0: uh, Well, I will tell you what. I'm going to ask my son who's going to win these games or who he's cheering <laughs> for and then pick the exact opposite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know – uh yeah. <laughs> he was looking pretty genius there at the beginning of that game.
0: I know. I know.
1: I should've uh, cast out. So, we we go ahead and move on to the Sunday games, which obviously opened up with Houston at Kansas City. Uh I was wrong about my showdown lineup that that did so well. It was it was in that game. Uh it had uh Travis Kelsey captain. <laughs> With Mahomes, Watson, Damian Williams, uh, Harrison Bucker, and you know, had I picked Blake Bell instead of Jordan Thomas, I would have, I would have tied for the top spot. But uh, you know, it is what it is. You're the worst. I'm the worst. Who couldn't have seen Blake Bell coming?
0: Uh, and guess you had him in three lineups?
1: <laughs> of course you did.
0: <laughs> but I also faded Kelsey pretty bad. So Yeah, uh, I, I forgot.
1: We shouldn't mention that part. You, you did tell me you faded Kelsey, and I'm thinking to myself, what is wrong with that guy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, not much more to say. Uh, Houston got up big early, and then... Uh, That momentum got switched real quick, and Kansas City just put it on them the rest of the way. It it wasn't; it was a clinic by uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. They had, I mean, Houston better invest in their in their defensive backs big time. Uh, (laughs) They had no answer for Travis Kelsey, who um, just was doing. And it's funny you said about um, Mahomes not being as much of a runner as Lamar Jackson, and I agree 100%. Lamar Jackson relies on his running. Um, Patrick Mahomes takes advantage of his mobility and picks the right spots to go. Much, uh, much like Joe Burrow last night in the championship game, he kind of just knows when it's time to go and goes. So, um, should be, uh, like I said, this uh, Tennessee-Kansas City game, I think, would be fun. Um, and hopefully the other game will be fun, too, in, in a, way that, uh, <laughs> a, way, a way that makes Aaron Rodgers suffer. <laughs> but with that being said, let's go ahead and... Move on to the worst officiated game of the weekend, uh, Sunday evening, <laughs> Seattle at uh, Green Bay. I'll let you get started with this one, buddy.
0: Uh, thanks. <laughs> like there, there were there were three, um, three calls that I thought really affected this game. Um greatly uh, two of them were spots uh the the obvious one is the spot at the end where jimmy graham uh they seem to think he was further than he was every look at that showed that that ball was down before the uh the line of the line to gain uh so i don't know how you look at that and say now nah, we're good that oh, was a game decided exactly
1: that the initial spot was one of the worst spots I've ever seen. The ref yeah. comes up in spots where he ends up, not yeah, where he goes down. Yeah,
0: he he slid and and did that. So you you decided that the game was over at that point. Um, the other one was the the Aaron Jones touchdown where they they ruled it touchdown on Ugh. on the field but when you when you look at replay after replay after replay you you see the ball stopped you see him being pulled backwards um but because it was ruled on the field a touchdown they just left it as is
1: right um, and and that's the problem with you know we're going to we're going to go with the ruling on the field if we're not 100% sure is they've also decided that we're going to let the play go. We're going to call these plays, you know, touchdowns or first downs or whatever so that we, we're we giving the benefit of the doubt, so to speak. But then nobody has the cojones to go back and say, oh, no, we screwed up here. Look, these guys are good. The refs, in general, amaze me with – on the regular, how good, how often they get it right. But they must have some pretty damn big egos because they can't admit when they get it wrong.
0: Well, and that's, that's the thing. So, for one, the, the letting the play go. We've seen so many times what happens when you don't let the play go, how much it can affect a game. I understand letting a play go, uh, but not, not being able to set your ego aside to say, okay, yeah, this is what the actual call should be. Um, that's where we get into problems. This is just another one of those rules that is there to uh, up the scoring to get uh, you know more viewers. Type it's another one of those in the favor of the offense type rules. Um, so those two were big, and then the other one for me, which was it was early in the game. Um, they they called. I think it was on Clowney. Um, I don't remember who he tackled off the top of my head, uh, but they said that he uh, put his hand in the opening of a helmet. It was an unnecessary roughness, and then they ended up scoring fairly quickly after that. Like, it it, it moved them, I think, because they were at, like, the 40 or something. They got that, and then they're at the 25, and then they scored right away, I think. So um, his hand was on the back of the helmet. He never grabbed on, like... I, <laughs> They're, they're putting these guys in such a box uh, from a defender standpoint. It you know, was ridiculous. Yeah. It almost felt like a that. little
1: bit of a makeup call for the one that they might've missed when he, when he plowed uh, Wentz's head into the ground.
0: Correct. Um, correct. The week now before. I, I will, I will say this. There were, there were also two no calls, um, that should have gone against Seattle. Um, there was the clear face mask, um, on Aaron Jones when he was trying to get in the end zone before they gave him the touchdown. Um, it's like the play before that. And then there was one play where Aaron Rodgers slid and uh, Clowney baseball slid into his crotch, which was hilarious to watch. Um, but again, it was, I mean, it, it was clearly late and unnecessary. I mean, I understand Clowney was trying not to take his head off because he didn't want to get in trouble again. Um, well, but those was- weren't.
1: There was those the, weren't game. There was the fumble early, you know.
0: Yeah. So, it, it's just three. Those were the three to me that um, really affected the game a great deal.
1: Yeah.
0: The, the the helmet one, was that was before the first touchdown, and, it you know, it just put them right there and they scored. And then the one was another touchdown, which kind of put it a little bit further out. You know, it, it really did a momentum – You know stomp our forum and then The last one where you just decide the games over Like Those are refs deciding important Games and it's unfortunate But you know I gotta give it the fact That the Seahawks made it that far uh, Russell Wilson I'm sorry is the Best quarterback in the league and I'll argue With anybody because this guy puts a Bad team on his back Every single time No run game no offensive Line and still made it a game
1: yeah, would uh, he? You know, he he. They said he had uh, the longest um, time from snap to throw uh, of any quarterback in any game this season. In that, and, and I saw it multiple times. Like he had all day. And some of those, in some instances, I kind of questioned why the hell his uh, receivers weren't uh, somebody wasn't able to pop open, but. Uh, yeah, always under a tremendous amount of pressure, he seems to be able to escape and make a you know even if it's not a positive, but avoid a big negative uh, play a lot of the times. I I do like uh, Wilson quite a bit, um, even though I don't like Pete Carroll. <laughs> I've got I, I I got mad mad respect for uh, Russell Wilson. DK Metcalf is just a physical specimen he's the
0: he's the dk henry or derrick henry of uh
1: receivers they've got i mean (laughs) this this uh this team is really just some i think just some offensive line help away from being uh look i mean what the 12 win team this year they're they're not too far off they keep winning but they give uh wilson some more tools and and he's going to win a super bowl so
0: and i mean in in that division too oh
1: yeah
0: i mean where you're dealing with the niners and you're dealing with the rams um i mean that's that's tough
1: for sure for sure well um that being said uh the other game to preview then is green bay at san francisco you got uh San Francisco is currently a a seven-and-a-half point favorite, um, over-under 45. We saw San Francisco handle Green Bay pretty well in probably Aaron Rodgers' worst game of the season. Now that uh, San Fran's got D Ford and those guys back on the field, the defense is back to where they were when these two teams played earlier in the year and uh I I'm I'm probably uh I don't I in the NFL I have a hard time giving up seven and a half points in any game so I don't know if I'd be betting that spread but um I, I do expect San Francisco to hold serve here uh I'd be pretty shocked if Kansas City doesn't hold serve, uh, and and a Kansas City San Francisco Super Bowl to me is pretty intriguing.
0: Y- yes, um, and and honestly, I either AFC team against uh, San Francisco will be pretty intriguing to me. Um, I don't think Green Bay has the. The overall team. I don't think they've got all three phases.
1: They're too. Um, they I'll tell you what. Their offense is too concentrated. They don't have anything out of outside of Adams, and I don't think that uh, Rogers or uh, Jones is going to be able to get off against the San Francisco run D. So. Um,
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, The first time they played, um, if I'm looking at this correctly, um, Niners did not have D. Ford or Quan Alexander in that game. um, And Green Bay has not done well this year traveling uh, to the coast. So it looks like all things are definitely in the Niners' favor, all things even. um, I'm still not convinced – That Garoppolo can get it done when it counts. Like if if they're behind and he's got to he's got to get it done with his arm. I'm not convinced uh, that he's got it. Uh, But if that defense can do its job and their now healthy offensive line can do their job, he won't have to.
1: Well, it's it's funny you say that because um, as I'm I haven't. I I think I started uh, building one lineup and didn't really finish it. Uh, of course, my first my first instinct is always to jam as many of the big studs in as you can. Um, but if I'm building, this is just uh, hypothetical because I'm not going to build 100 lineups this week. Um, but if I if I was building 100, 100 lineups. From a game theory standpoint, as much as I want to play Mahomes, he's going to not be my most owned quarterback. Uh, just because of um, what I think his ownership percentage is going to be and what his price is, I think you get better better value um, going elsewhere. So if, if, if I'm building 100 lineups – I'm probably going to build 30 with Mahomes. Uh, and I think that's under what his ownership percentage will be. Uh, I, might, I, I might actually go 30, um, 30, 30, 30, 10, you know, uh, with Rodgers being the one with very low ownership. Um, <laughs> garoppolo to me is that he's the cheapest quarterback this weekend and um i don't know he's he's shown the ability to have a ceiling game so a 50 i think what is he 5200 um i should actually pull that up um but yeah, at
0: that point in time i'm paying the extra three for Tannehill.
1: well i'm gonna i'm gonna have some uh, definite stacks, game stacks.
0: Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Hey, yeah, we're talking about two games. If you're having multiple lineups, you're spreading out your QB play. I mean, that's a – I mean, you have you have four options, unless you decide that you're going to play Mariota for the one or two trick plays that you use. Yeah, no,
1: no. <laughs> Not going to happen. But but Garoppolo at 5,200. You know, Green Bay's defense isn't outstanding. They're on the road. Um they're they're decent, but Garoppolo go. right. has had like four games over thirty points this year, I think. Uh, so, you know, it makes sense to to get him get him out there. You know, from a game theory standpoint, and actually, obviously, they're going to be heavier stacked, I would say, on the other game. Uh, I. If 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 one game's going to go under and one's going to go over, I think the San Fran game goes under and the KC game goes over. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked to see them both go under.
0: Yeah, I, I mean you're talking championship Sunday. Um, usually, I mean that's going to be your defensive.
1: Let me just let me just preface this. By saying, I'm very new to sports betting, very new, to it. and you're know, looking <laughs> and, at lines. And I don't study it and over unders. <laughs> and if we look at my track record this year, you would tell me to quit making sports bets. But, um, what a brutal beat last night. Let me tell you, <laughs> I had LSU minus the five and and the over, and it lands on. The over-under of 67 is what I got it at. And it lands on that number and basically stays there for the whole fourth quarter. It was unreal. I, it's, Yeah, sports. <laughs> so, like I said, um, earlier this year um, when Tennessee and Kansas City played – Tyreek Hill had a huge game, so wouldn't be surprised to uh, see his ownership spike. Uh, AJ Brown didn't do do much um, that day, uh, so might be might be looking at some Tannehill AJ Brown stacks uh, as leverage against all the Derrick Henry play. Aj Brown. Yeah, sorry.
0: I mean you'll you'll have that. Um, I suspect you'll have some some John O' Smith. Um, the the pass to Corey Davis, I know, it was from Derrick Henry, uh, was interesting, but it was just a reminder that, that look, they've got an, another really good receiver if um, he can pull his head out of his.
1: I was gonna say he area. he's got all of the the hashtag quotes air quotes talent but never really lived up to it. Uh, he, but he, he absolutely is. He's their second receiver, um, and he's, he's got the physical traits to make the plays. So I've, I've, I've been actually heavier than probably most on Corey Davis for the last three weeks. <laughs> uh, and it hasn't really paid off. But that touchdown last week helped.
0: Yeah, his, his value dropped significantly once Tannehill came in, which is interesting. Um, but,
1: <clears throat> so. I
0: don't know. Uh, one thing's for sure uh, we're in line for some good football this weekend.
1: Absolutely. So, um, with that being said, I think we should go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, JD, why don't you tell people how to get in touch with you?
0: You know the drill, hit me up in those usual spots at JD West Twenty uh, Two on Instagram and Twitter.
1: Cool, and you can find me on Twitter at Justin M West, Instagram JMW nineteen seventy-seven, and you can get the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at another bad call. So, for JD, I'm Justin. Keep on listening so we can help you avoid making Another bad call.